You're listening to The Encounter Podcast, featuring my latest messages and teachings. Don't forget to subscribe. The Encounter Podcast. Encounter the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Contrary to what you may have been told, it's possible to stand perfect before God, and it's much easier than you might think. So when I talk about you standing before God perfected, I'm talking about standing in the righteousness of Christ. I'm talking about standing in the finished work of the cross. When Jesus was crucified and God looked upon him, God saw your sin. So after you've put your faith in the finished work of the cross, when God looks at you, he sees the righteousness of Christ. There was an exchange made at the cross. He took upon himself our sin, and in exchange he gave us his righteousness. We take on the righteousness of Christ. We stand in that righteousness by faith. Now, of course, we live holy. We strive to live in holiness. We strive to live in righteousness. We strive to do the will of God. We avoid sinful things, not as an attempt to save ourselves, but rather as an offering of worship to thank God for having saved us. Those who've truly been saved. Those who've truly been transformed have a desire for holiness. So I'm not saying that you don't need to live holy. You absolutely need to live holy because that desire for holiness comes about as a result of God having saved you. But you must recognize that your position in him secures you in righteousness. God looks and sees the righteousness of Christ when he sees you. I know it may not always feel that way, But that's because we have the tendency to think in religious fashions. We try to save ourselves. But there's nothing that you or I could do to save ourselves. For the scripture says in Romans 3.20, For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. So again, let me clarify this. We're saved by faith. And we put that faith in the finished work of the cross. When we've put our faith in the finished work of the cross, when we've put our faith in Jesus, we by faith take on the righteousness of Christ. And so we are righteous before God. We are perfect before God. We are holy before God. It's already done. This does not mean that we can just go on sinning. Rather, this means that because we've been positioned in righteousness, that there will be a true, genuine desire to begin to live holy. If you have a desire to live holy, if you're frustrated with your sin, if you're frustrated with your flesh, if you have this desire to be like Christ, that is evidence that you are, in fact, in the righteousness of Christ. But we have to make this clear because the scripture makes it clear that in no way could you ever save yourself. We are desperately lost without Christ. The law is rules, regulations, codes, standards, and the law can't save anyone. Why? Because we fail. You see, if we were saved by the law, then we would be the ones saving ourselves because we would be the ones fulfilling the law. But no one can save themselves. The law is simply a mirror that God gives us, a mirror in which we can see our spiritual reflections, our spiritual state, our spiritual flaws. When we look into the Word of God, we see ourselves reflected in truth and we see how we don't measure up to God's standard. So God's law was given to us as a standard to show how holy he is. 
James 1, 22 through 25 says this, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So the law is the standard that God gives us. It's the mirror that he says, here is my holiness and here is how you compare to my holiness. The law was given to us that we might see that we could never be like God on our own. So that's the place, that's the purpose of the law. Now, Romans 1.16 says this, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. Now, what is this good news? What is this wonderful story that God wants us to hear about? It's the fact that Christ fulfilled the law, Christ lived a perfect sinless life, and that by putting our faith in Him, we too can have that righteousness. Matthew 5.17 says, Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. So Jesus, when he was here upon the earth, lived a life of absolute perfection. He lived unto perfection. Every minute of every day, every second of every minute, Christ was in the perfect will of God, never once violating God's holy standard, never once sinning, never once allowing himself to indulge in a worldly pleasure that contradicted the nature of God. Christ lived unto perfection. So here's how it works. You know, I travel a lot and probably my least favorite way to travel is by airplane, but it's also the most efficient. I don't like traveling by plane because you kind of just sit there in a tube for several hours and you have to deal with the airport and the baggage claim and the this and the that. And it's a little bit chaotic. I enjoy the idea of traveling, but actually being in an airplane is not one of my favorite places to be. But I'm thankful for the opportunity uh, to travel for ministry. But I'm thankful in this sense, I don't have to drive those long distances. I don't have to walk those long distances. I mean, think about the fact that years and years and years ago, to go from the East Coast to the West Coast of the United States was a very long journey and possibly a deadly journey. People would get sick along the way. People would die along the way. Then came the invention of cars. Cars came along and caused us to be able to travel faster and then airplanes. And now we can fly from the East Coast to the West Coast in about three or four hours. But you see, when I get on that plane, all I have to do is sit there. All I have to do is stay on the plane. Sometimes we'll sit there, I'll read a little bit, sometimes they bring us snacks, but the whole time I'm just sitting there. I, I'll write, I like to write a good portion of my books on the airplane and I'm working, I'm reading, we're snacking, and then the, then the ride is over. Then we're at our destination. Now, was I the one who flew from the East Coast to the West Coast? No, I simply trusted the pilot. I simply got in the plane. I simply boarded the craft. I stepped into the airplane and let it take me where I needed to go. 
In the same way, when we have faith in Christ, we are stepping into him. We live righteously vicariously through him. And in that vicarious living or in that living through him, we have the righteousness of Christ. All we have to do is remain in him. All we have to do is stay seated. All we have to do is trust him, get on and go along for the ride. Romans 3, 21 to 22 says, But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who you are. So what's required of us? Well, faith. And faith, if it's genuine, will of course produce holy living. Faith, if it's genuine, will of course produce works. Faith, if it's genuine, will of course demonstrate itself in the way that we live. So we're not doing good works to be saved. We do good works because we are saved. We rest in him. We stand in that perfection. We take on the righteousness of Christ. You have to start seeing yourself the way that God sees you because it's the most liberating way to see yourself. If you still see yourself as some lowly sinner, unredeemed, still living in this sin nature and a part of this world and under the influence of darkness, then guess what? That's what's going to manifest in your life. But once you recognize in confidence, I am the righteousness of God. I am holy before him. I am spotless in his sight. I am forgiven of my sins. Once you recognize that truth, then sin loses its power over you then those habits begin to lose their stranglehold. Why? Because walking in the freedom of God's forgiveness and grace and mercy and righteousness is what enables you to break the power of sin over your life. Not in beating yourself up over your mistakes, but in thanking Christ for having taken the beating for your mistakes and saying, okay, he took the punishment. Thank you for that good news. Now I believe I'm saved. I believe I'm the righteousness of Christ. I believe that I'm walking in holiness by faith through him. And then that begins to manifest in your life. It's by faith. Romans 4, 1 through 3 says, Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Hebrews eleven six, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. God has always been looking for faith. We cannot satisfy God except through Christ. And we cannot be in Christ except through faith. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Notice that it says that we have been made right. That's past tense. It's already done. In the heavenly realm, you are already standing in the righteousness of God. You may not see it manifest in your life right away, but so long as you are in the process, you will reach one day the perfection. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
When you live by faith, God sees Christ in you. Adam, the first man, took for himself from a tree and brought about death. Jesus gave of himself upon a tree and brought about life. You are the righteousness of Christ. You are holy in God's sight. Recognize your position. Recognize your identity. Recognize how God sees you and it will break the power of sin over your life. You're not doing it. Jesus did it. It's not to be done. It is finished. God has finished the work of righteousness. That is your position. Now, as you're sanctified, eventually what you live will match up to your standing in heavenly places. But by faith, you must know you are the righteousness of Christ. You are standing holy, standing perfect before God. Thank you for listening to The Encounter Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. You can help keep The Encounter Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or making a one-time donation now. To give, just go to davidhernandezministries.com donate. Until next time, remember, nothing is impossible with God.